Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is The Truth Shall Set You Free. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today, I'm going to do what I always do. I turn the microphone on and start talking. Then hopefully something good will come out. This is indeed a very stressful time because there is immense pressure upon all of us. Immense pressure is being put upon us. And I want to talk about pressure today. What it is and how to resist. And I want to begin by talking about what most people do when they are pressured. Now, when I say pressure, what I mean is a kind of an unnecessary pressure. You know, if you push your foot against the, the wall, I'm just making up some example, then you feel a little pressure. Well, that's, that's a natural pressure. And when there's gravity, that's a natural pressure. And when you're walking outside and a wind is blowing, that's a natural pressure. But the kind of pressure that's put upon us is ultimately, actually, of a spiritual origin. And it's a kind of hate I was listening to an interview of Father Malachi Martin. He was uh, the exorcist. He performed many exorcisms. And he was asked about the exorcism. And at a certain point in the exorcism, there is a confrontation when the controlling or obsessing entity comes forth. And he said it's what's really frightening about it is that you sense that you are in the presence of something that hates you, hates you, hates you, hates you, and wants you dead. And, uh, you know, that sounds like uh, something that would be very frightening. Have you ever in your life, have you ever been in the presence of someone who hates you? Well, I have, and sometimes it's a member of your own family. It could even be a parent. Something in them wells up and is filled with hate. So ultimately, that's the source of pressure. Now, as it filters down through authorities and bureaucrats and experts and schoolyard bullies and teachers and administrators and parents and babysitters and, you know, anyone that's any kind of an authority. As it, as it filters down, this pressure is, um, takes various forms. Ambition pressure, school pressure, performance pressure, grade pressure, sex pressure, peer pressure, the pressure to do better to be more, to be nicer, to be smarter, to not be yourself. That's it. The pressure to not be yourself. The pressure to remain silent, to not speak the truth. The pressure when you're a little kid to not see what you see. 
Yeah, you're not allowed to see what you see, and you're not allowed to say the truth. And the pressure takes other forms. For example, impatience is a pressure. What is impatience when a parent is impatient? It's, it's a pressure. It's trying to make you to do something before the right time, to make you do something that you don't understand or that doesn't sit right with you. It's a pressure to make you do something so that they can go off and do whatever they want. It's a pressure to be ambitious, to, to try to get you to rush hastily and do something hastily, to get it over with. They want, they want to get it over with so they can go have their Starbucks coffee or talk to their friend or do something else. Impatience. And when you're not sure, when you delay a moment because you're trying to figure something out, they have no patience. And that's impatience, you understand? So that's also a pressure, isn't it? And then various things take over, see? The pressure is transferred from the pressuring authority who pressures you to this, to do this, to comply, to go along, to not oppose, to not ask questions. It's everywhere. But then it transfers to other things, like it transfers to goals, for example. So your ambitious mother who pressured you to be, to be ambitious and to succeed and to not be like your dad. I heard a joke. It was so funny. A little boy said to his mom, he said, Mom, if, if I'm good, will you give me $2? And the mom says, why don't you be good for nothing like your dad? I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. A little boy said to his mom, he said, Mom, if, if I'm good, will you give me $2? And the mom says, why don't you be good for nothing like your dad? So she pressures the kid to be ambitious, to be not like dad. See? So if the kid ever is a little bit like dad, or if the kid likes dad, then guess what? She does not approve of that. So anyway, you got the idea. Pressure, pressure, pressure. So now, how are you going to deal with this pressure? But you see, so now you understand it extends from there all the way, from the top to the bottom. So at the top, you have uh, the, the terrible pressure that we're being put under now to comply. See? And if you dare to speak up, well, then you are called uh, what? You're said to be spreading misinformation. That's right. See? So, you did. so it's just like when you were a little kid, you know. The mom goes somewhere and leaves the little kid with the aunt, and when the mom comes back, the little kid says, aunt was mean. When, I, when, I, when you weren't away, she was mean, and she grabbed my arm and squeezed it, and she yelled at my face and everything. Don't say that about your auntie. Why, your auntie is a very nice person. You must have done something to upset your aunt. See? So you're not allowed to see what you see. You're not allowed to say what you say. And the last thing they want to hear is the truth, you, you, you see? So anyway, it goes up and down. Well, luckily, we still have some freedoms here in the United States, although they are diminishing. But in other countries, well, if you go to North Korea, for example, well, then you, you see what kind of pressure there is there. Now, 
I've been talking about pressure. So now do you understand that it's a kind of a, of a, it's a pressure that actually has a spiritual origin. It's not a natural pressure. It's an unnatural pressure and it's an unnecessary pressure. And it's a loveless pressure. You understand? So what I want you to also see is don't hate your mom who pressured you or your dad who was angry or the teacher who was impatient or the coach who was mean or the schoolyard bully who was cruel or the the arbitrary administrator who who had no love who was loveless and arbitrary don't hate them realize that it was done to them it was done to them they conformed to the pressure eventually and it got inside of them and then inside of them it then did to you what was done to them is that simple so they're a victim also so don't hate them don't hate them but now, what does pressure become then when you succumb to the pressure? Well, as soon as the pressure starts to get to you, then what happens? Well, you become angry, you become upset, you become nervous, or you become anxious. And then what happens is the emotion separates you from your, from your inner ground, from your center of dignity. And then you can only respond like an animal with conformity or rebe rebellion. And then your mind, which is like a computer, your computer brain, then starts searching for some way to get out of the pressure, to escape from the pressure, to counter the pressure. And you start thinking of, of, of escaping and running away and this and that, and none of these things sound right and they don't seem to work. And then you, you might think of, well, then just escaping into alcohol or drugs. Some people do that. But what ultimately ends up happening is the pressure that you have internalized and makes you upset eventually usually end up conforming to it. You try to rebel, you, re you rebel in the wrong way, in an angry way, you get upset, you get a tummy ache, you get a headache, and before long the, the, the pain of resisting improperly causes you to give in and go along. And soon you develop a habit of giving in and going along because by giving in and going along, you spare yourself the pain of, wrong re of resisting wrongly. So you end up becoming a doormat, a goody-two-shoes, a people-pleaser. You just go along with whatever they say. You just go along with it. Well, the problem with that is you, you end up not being yourself. You end up selling yourself down the river. And they, they end up taking you over and taking everything anyway. I remember there used to be a nice man that was on the, on the radio many years ago. From uh, I think he lived in uh, Modesto or Stockton or something. And he was on a Christian station, one of those that, that goes throughout the, uh, you know, Stockton, Modesto area, and comes all the way to the Bear Area. I used to love listening to him. He was on Sunday afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. But any, he, anyway, he said, you're better off saying no on your feet than having to say yes on your knees. And I always remember that. So most of us end up saying yes on our knees. We end up saying yes on our knees, so you have no dignity anymore. And the more you give in to any pressure, see, there are so many different kinds of pressure. There's even, there's even pressure that assails you from within, a faceless, voiceless pressure that pressures you towards something. And whenever you give in, it pressures you, I don't know, or the peer group, it pressure, pressure you to take a drug. And you know you're not supposed to do it, and your mom said not to do it. And they pressure you and they say you're not cool if you don't do it and so on and so forth. Then eventually you give in to the pressure. But you know what? After that, 
then it's easier to give in a second time and a third time. See? And there is a slippery slope. Oh, yes, you've heard of the slippery slope. Well, there is. So as soon as you start to give in, then you give in more and more, and eventually you've given it all away. So that's what's happened to the United States. See, you have the United States is filled with compromisers. You see them everywhere. Every organization, every group, every corporation, every everywhere you go, almost almost every. I mean, when I say every, it is almost every now. That's how why we're losing our country. They compromise. I think, well, if I just go along for peace. Remember Neville Chamberlain? Remember him? He said he held up the headline on the newspaper that said, Peace in our time. He thought he had made an agreement with Hitler, and you know what happened. So he was an appeaser. Wherever we have appeaser, they say, well, we'll just go along with them, and we'll go along just this little thing. We'll just go along with this one little thing, and then they'll be everybody will be happy. But then, you know what? Then more is demanded, and more is demanded, and more is demanded. And eventually, was it Winston Churchill that said, it's better to fight? How did he put that? It was something like, it's better to fight when you have little chance of victory than to wait and then have to fight when you have no chance of victory. Something like that, he said. I think I've outlined it rather well. You know what pressure is now, don't you? You understand it. And you understand, and you know that you've given in. You know that you've given in and given in and given in and given in for peace. And what is the result? The result is they walk, everybody walks all over you. So now you have to learn how to resist properly. Now, what is the proper way of resistance? You know it's not getting angry. It's not getting upset. See, that's not the answer. The answer is to see what they're up to and resist. How can I say this? To resist by not going along. See, remember Nancy Reagan? She said, just say no. It was so sweet. It was so innocent. Well, you know what? That's the answer. Just say no. And if they get upset, that's too bad. They get upset, just say, hey, I did the best I could. So when it comes to people, they're pressuring you. They're saying, hey, give me $100. No, I don't think so. Or no, thank you. Learn to say no. That's all. You don't have to add any emotion. You don't have to explain. Just say no. See how simple? No. So that's the first thing you have to learn. And then the second thing you have to learn is to watch out for resentment. Watch out for resentment because resentment is a defeat. See, when you resent someone, it means your love has been defeated. See? So you have to be able to express love. What did they say to speak truth with love? Who said that? Was it, was it Paul that said that in the, in the Bible? Yeah, speak truth with love. But what is love? Love is not hate. So, you just speak the truth without resentment. As our lives slowly return to normalcy, you may find yourself facing issues that you haven't faced in a long time. Roland is ready to help with them. Call our toll-free advice line at 510-455-8851. That's 510 510- Four five five eight eight five one. Leave a message, and your question may be answered on the air. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. 
I'm a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as Amazing Grace, a traditional Christian hymn in an arrangement by Jack Schrader. Thanks for listening. So you have to be able to express love. What did they say to speak truth with love? Who said that? Was it, was it Paul that said that in the, in the Bible? Yeah, speak truth with love. But what is love? Love is not hate. So you just speak the truth without resentment. Now, the other thing you have to learn is to speak up for yourself. Why? Because A, you're totally suppressed. Your whole life you spent suppressing, suppressing, suppressing. So you have to learn to, to speak up and speak the truth. State your points calmly. It's not your job to try to win someone over to your, to your view. Just state your points calmly and then take leave. That's all. And then they're stuck with it. If they don't like it, that's too bad. But you spoke the truth and they heard it. See, you spoke it and they heard it. They didn't want to hear it. That's what they don't. They don't want to hear it because when they hear it, then they have to deal with it. So you speak the truth and then take leave. And if it gives them indigestion, well, that's, that's too bad for them. Or it's actually good for them because maybe the indigestion will wake them up to begin to think about it and realize that they've been unreasonable. See, that's the thing. People are unreasonable. Everywhere you go, there are unreasonable authorities. So you must learn to speak up. But before you do that, you have to learn to watch for resentment. And before you can watch for resentment, you have to have a bit of objectivity. And before you have objectivity, you have to be back in touch with your own calm center of dignity. You have to be back in touch with the inner light of intuition. When you were a little child, you saw things. You saw your parents fighting, or you saw that some kid was being mean, or you saw that they were being cruel to another child, or you saw sweetness in the face of a little child or something. You saw it so clearly. It was outlined in your consciousness by the light of truth, the inner light. Well, now you must refine that inner light, and that's why I've made the little meditation, which is free, and... Uh, I always offer it for the past 30 years now on the radio, over 30 years, I always mention it. And it's free and it's easy and it helps you to get started. It helps you to become still and stand back from emotions and get back in touch with your intuition. And then you can begin to obey intuition. That's the secret. You find your intuition, you recognize it, you watch quietly for its delicate wordless guidance. And you follow it, and it leads you to safety. It leads you to a happy life. It leads you to all the good things. So that's what you need. Now, these are very dangerous times. Very, 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 very dangerous times. So now you need the meditation more than ever. You need the meditation to help you to become centered and to be calm within. And... Walk in the light, and then go about your life. And mostly, you'll just continue to do what you do as a student or a mom or a dad or whatever. But once in a while, there may be a chance for you to say something, and you express the truth in a very simple way. And it's good for people 
who are prisoners. A lot of people are prisoners. They're buried under under layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of suppression and repression and trauma and memories and emotions. They're in there, just like you're in there. You're in, the real you is in there, but you're trapped underneath all these emotions. So now you must come back to the life truth and now go out into the world and learn to watch people without hating them, without resenting them. Learn to let arguments, you know, goofy arguments that, are, that don't make any sense, just let them go in one ear and out the other. Don't try to formulate in your mind a response. Let it go in one ear and out the other. And then if you need to say or do something, check with your intuition. What does your intuition wordlessly say? Just check with it. If you don't know what to do, then just don't do anything. Just wait. Just watch. But then, all of a sudden, you'll see clearly. You'll, and mostly it'll be, you see, what not to do. Where not to go. What not to do. And then, you just don't do it. It's so simple. And so, I hope that this little audio today has been of help to you. To see what the pressure is. To see how you responded wrongly to it in the past. And that's how it got to you. Now to see what the secret is to overcome pressure. See, truth overcomes the lie. Love overcomes hate. But for you to overcome in a right way, to win an argument in the right way, and for truth to triumph, then you must learn to hang on to your intuition. Don't become resentful. Don't take it personally. See what you see. Follow your intuition and watch and you'll be safe. And not only that, but speak the truth when you can. Now, you're so repressed that now if you, if you try to speak up to, I don't know, your wife or your, your, uh, your angry husband or your unreasonable sister or your child's teacher... Now, you're so repressed that if you have something that you need to say to them, you start shaking in your boots. Well, then, you know what? If you're speaking to someone and you have to say something in there, and they do the usual unreasonable thing, and their eyes are glazing over, and you see that it's upsetting you, then you just say, you know, when I was a little kid, people were cruel to me, and they pressured me, and I have a hard time sometimes expressing myself, so I'm doing the best I can. And then just say what the truth is, even if your knees are knocking, and even if your voice is shaking, the suppressed emotions come out. And you say, well, I'm sorry about the emotion, but I'm still right about what I said. And just say say it in a very simple way. And then, if need be, simply take leave. You made your point. Don't get into an argument. Don't let them pull you into emotions. Don't let them confuse you and make you doubt. Then just, just walk away. And let them be stuck with the truth that they don't want to see. You understand? All right. So I think I've uh, said enough. Get the little meditation, if you, if you will, and give it a try. could do you a world of good. In these challenging times in which we live... Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free. 
to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. After a lifetime of concessions, you don't know how to speak up without becoming angry and upset, or suppressing and holding everything in. You have to find how to speak up and state your points clearly, but without anger, without resentment. If you can learn to do that, then you can begin to express yourself and flow spontaneously like you once did when you were a little child. But you can't do it on your own. You need help. You need God's help. You need his light in which you must learn to trust. And the way you find the light is to learn to be still and yearn for something good, something pure, something noble. Yearn for it with all your heart, and God will answer. And with the help of the little meditation, maybe you can begin to access that light and flow from it and live in it and love it and walk in the light. Your family needs you to be such a person. They need you to be strong, but not angry. They need you to see clearly and not doubt. And... You can help them tremendously by that, and by not being impatient, and by not being angry, and by being calm. They need to see you calm, and God will help you with that also. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings, and so on. Well, then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage. And one of the ones that I don't talk about a lot, I should talk about more, is my book called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's, it's over 300 pages, Putting the Forever Back in Love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? how to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? And how to have understanding when you deal with other people, okay? And how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or talk to a pastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the forever back in love. I think you'll really enjoy it. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.